you're going to have to use your imagination because this, this story really uh, involves an extension ladder. This is a step ladder, an extension ladder. Um, but uh, but I, I, didn't get, I didn't get the extension ladder borrowed again in time, and so we're going to have to imagine. We're going to have to imagine. All right, I got to talk fast. A lot of talking. A lot of talking. So last week, first of all, how was everybody? Good, yes. Last week, last week, we, we, we began talking, and we should talk about it. We really talk about it every Sunday, but, but we're, we're real intentional. We're, we're talking about the fact that, that th- the truth is, everybody in the room, and I, and I keep up with the people in the room. I keep up. We got, like, retinal scanners. We know when you walk in the building. Everybody in the room right now is good people. Everyone in the room is good people. There are one or two of you that are close, but, but one but. Everybody's good people, but the fact of the matter is, it's not enough to be good. It's not enough to be good. You, you, you. And I'm not talking about salvation. I mean, good doesn't matter when it comes to salvation. I mean, because Jesus saves us because we're all sinners. I'm talking, I'm talking about after salvation, we are new creations, but we got to be intentional about it. And the, th- the fact of the matter is that every person who's good people still over time begins to, to revert back to old ways in the world of science. They call this entropy. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, and we could talk about that another day. But it's really, I mean, it's, see, I mean, we, like you, you can start right, but then a system begins, I mean, a person can be right, and then the person begins to sort of unravel and unwind. And so, so when it comes to talking about making change, I had a pocket full of change yesterday. I'm not talking about nickels and dimes and quarters. I'm talking about changing, like, who we are and how we act and how we behave for the good. When it comes to talking about making change, we started last week, and we said, less is more. I heard from folks in this church about, uh, about, about yard sales they've already had. I mean, like one, in one week, yard sales they had, talk, talking about cleaning out their stuff. And I started, I, but i got to be honest with you, I started last Sunday night, I continued last Sunday night, what I had told you I was going to do. I said I was going to give away 100 things, but it was really going to be more than that. And I got to like 55 things, 55 things, and they're lined up, Julie knows, they're lined up in the corner of the room, um, of the bedroom, and I got clothes, and my closet looks amazing. It never makes me look that good, but the, my closet looks amazing. It's cleaned out, and my, and my shelves are cleaned out, but I hadn't even begun to work on, on like the other places in the house and whatnot that need to be cleaned out. But then I got sidetracked, and that's what I'd like to talk about now. I got sidetracked because, and not everybody knows this, but we've been struggling with ants. We've been struggling with ants at our house. And I know th- there are ants everywhere, and that's fine. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not here to talk about ants, and I'm, I'm not, but, um, but I am here to say... Um, a hundred ants in your kitchen is too many, right? And 300 ants in your kitchen is way too many. And every day having another hundred or 200 ants in your kitchen, can I get an amen? That's too many. And so we've been like, we've been getting after these ants and the, uh, the uh, exterminator guy, he was like, um, uh, you know, he was like, you need to do this. And so about three or four weeks ago, we did this and it didn't stop the ants. And he was like, all right, now we're trying this. And, you know, and he's spraying stuff and we're doing all this kind of stuff. So it, on Monday, the day that I was going to get serious about cleaning out, I had got my plans d- distracted and diverted. And um, I went to my neighbors, the Hurlburts, and I borrowed the longest extension ladder they had over there. And I don't know, it, it, I don't know how tall, maybe, maybe 12 feet, you know, in, in half, and then it doubles out to 24, something like that. And, um, 
And uh, because, because the exterminator said, you know, you've gotten all the trees that touch your house and the ants crawl over the trees, you know, but, but, but maybe, maybe it's this oak tree. And if you're looking at our house, because our house is right there, if you're looking at our house, it's the oak tree closest to the church. Maybe they're coming on the oak tree. And I'm like, but how is that? And they're like, well, he couldn't answer. And I was like, are you telling me that they're jumping from the tree onto my house and um, like paratrooping ants? I mean, we lived in Columbus, you know, like home of the airborne. I mean, you know, like, like are we talking about paratrooping? They got the double A on the, I mean, you know, Army Air, I, I don't know. And so he didn't really have an answer for that, but I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take care of, and so I borrowed this extension ladder, and my father-in-law, Larry, the piano player, he's, um, he's there with me, and we extend this extension ladder out as far as it'll go. I mean, it's basically like, you know, like this, just moving around, and, um, and, we, and I put it up on this limb, and I could exaggerate, um, this limb is really tall. It's way taller than the projectors. It's not as tall as the ceiling. Um, it's, I don't know, Larry, uh, 20 feet in the air. And I extend it, and I climb up on it, and, and it's, the ladder's straight up. In fact, it's basically backwards. It's so straight up. And, uh, and I climb up, and Larry's holding the ladder, and I've gone to the ho- hardware geek store, and I've gotten, um, go, gone to Houston Hardware, and I've, I've, I've gotten a new bow saw because you can't have enough tools. And um, less is more applies to everything except for tools, right? Can I get an amen? <laughs> so um, I got this new, and it's got shiny, bright teeth, and I climb up with this bow saw, and I'm going to, um, and, and, and really no exaggeration, the limb is like this big. I mean, it's as big as your calf. I mean, it's a really, really big, um, and, uh, and I'm up there, and I'm cutting, and Larry's holding it. Then at some point, I look over, and Larry, he's not holding the ladder anymore. Mm-mm. He has gone inside, and he's gotten the biggest drink and tub of popcorn, and he's just watching the show. And I'm not kidding. He, not about the popcorn I am, but he's over there, and he's just like, and, uh, and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, this is too good to, to like get involved. I just want to watch it. And I'm like, that's crazy. So, um, so I'm cutting the limb, and I got down to where like there's just bark holding on. Like, you know, and the limb has started to, the, the limb has started to, um, uh, it's, it's, it's sort of fallen down because there's really just very little left. This is the first of the three, three, that we did three limbs this way. Um, and now there's no limbs that are close to the house, so the, the ants can't paratroop. But, um, but in the midst of this, I'm cutting and I'm cutting and I'm cutting. Julie and the boys are off at school, so if I die, you know, it was nice knowing you kind of thing. And I'm up on this limb, and I realize that, that literally there are maybe four, three inches of ladder right, hanging over this limb, and I know what you're thinking, it's not going to end one of those dumb stories like that I've cut off the wrong side, because I'm not that dumb, all right, I'm just, re- I'm just dumb otherwise, and so I'm cutting off the correct side, and I'm everything, but then I begin to realize that this limb I'm cutting is really heavy, and there's like, there's, I'm telling you, there's shreds of bark left holding this thing on, it's really heavy, and I'm up there, and all of a sudden, the, the limb that I, my, my whole life is propped on begins to like move up and down and I'm like hmm hmm and so at the last second before the last push of the saw I think I think I should probably get down (laughs) because the last thing I need to do is have the weight of the far end of the limb let go and have this limb go (laughs) and so I got down and we pulled it down the rest of the way um, which is harder you know easier said than done, and, uh, and sure enough, um, and it, it popped up, and the ladder stayed, but it would have been, it would have been tight, we did that two more times, and I tell you this long story, to say that, that when it comes to being wise, you got to be careful what you lean on, right, 
you got to be careful what you lean on. And your father-in-law might not help you in the end. Is, is the other is the other <laughs> lesson? And I don't blame him. I don't. I, I'm not. You got to be careful what you lean on. And so I totally get it that in the next 10, 12 minutes, what I'm going to have to say, a lot of people aren't sure about. I totally get it. But when it comes to money and God, do we believe what we say? Can he be trusted? Can, can we lean our stuff on God and will he hold up our weight? Can, 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 can we place our house our, our finances, our, I mean, our, our whole lives, our kids, can we, can we lean it all up against God, and can it be trusted? And, and I totally get it. And there's, there's two reasons that come to mind immediately while we struggle with this. And the first is because we don't think we have enough today to trust God. We don't have enough today to trust God. And I, and I totally get that. But of course, the evidence to support that is almost not there at all. And again, and again, if you think about every person in this room, and we're all over the place, right? We're all over the place. I mean, people in this room, you know? And yet, and yet the, the numbers are, if your home has a car, you're in the wealthiest 10% of the world. If your home has a car, and how many homes have two cars, right? If your home has a car, you're in the wealthiest 10% of the world. I mean, so, I mean, our first, our first reason for struggling to trust God is we're not sure we're going to have enough today, but, but I'm not sure the evidence supports that. And I, and I got other stories to go with that. I, I had the chance twice, I've told you, that I've had the chance twice to go to South India as a preacher on a medical mission trip. An amazing place. And we're out there, in, in down way down in the bottom of India, and we're, we're I don't know, 30 kilometers in from the coast and it's this village and it's literally like jungle and not like Tarzan jungle but just gorgeous jungle and there's like a hundred thousand people that live there and they've got this Christian hospital that this church in Albany helped to like just grow and just just explode and God was all over it and I get to know these nurses I'm still friends with them on Facebook I see their pictures and they comment on my stuff they're amazing Christian nurses and these are legit nurses just like nurses here these are nurses that keep people alive I mean, these are nurses that have amazing training. These are nurses that go back and fix things that doctors get wrong. You know what I'm talking about? Nurses are awesome. Everybody say amen to nurses. I mean, I mean, legit. These are awesome, awesome people. And um, they've got associate's degrees and bachelor's degrees. These are registered nurses. They could walk in today and work in any American hospital. Legit. And I'm getting to know them, and we're talking and about their lives and about my life. And, and, and one of them tells me what they make. And this is not their first day on the job. I mean, this, this one, like, was the assistant to the hospital administrator kind of nurse. She makes $1.30 a day in South India. And she's got an education, and she's fabulously talented. $1.30 a day. And she's well off. I mean, so, so, so for us to say that we're not sure we have enough today, I, it just doesn't hold weight. But, but the second reason that a lot of people struggle to, 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 to lean it all on God is we're not sure we're going to have enough for tomorrow. 
It's not just today. We're, I mean, a lot of people in the room, I get it. We're, we're, we're worried about tomorrow. And, and it really, it's this, it's, this, it's this scarcity mindset that people have. I'm just not going to, sure, I have enough. I mean, I mean, I got enough today, and I'm good today, and preacher, you're right. I mean, I'm well off. I'm more well off than a lot of people in the world, and, and, and we've got enough for today. But, but, but you know, you, you can't tell me you know what tomorrow's going to bring. Right? And you're right. I'm not going to tell you I know what tomorrow's going to bring, but I can tell you what Jesus says. <laughs> I won't read it to you. It's homework for you, but go read Matthew chapter 6. He's almost playfully talking to the crowds. He's like, let's talk about the plants and how they're adorned and how they're outfitted and how they're cared for. He's, he's like, let's talk about the birds and how they always have enough. And then he's like, talking to the crowds. Do you really think that God will give more and care more for birds and plants than he would for you? He didn't even have to say it. I'm adding these words. But, 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 but we all know it. Because the thing is, we're made in whose likeness? His likeness. Do we really think that he's... Be uh, that's homework. It's like Matthew 6, the end of it, like 25 and following. But we, but we live in this scarcity mentality. In this scarcity mentality. There's this great verse from Proverbs. It's, uh, it's the message. It's this the devotional translation of it. It's this message translation. It says this. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. That's, that's, that's this next verse. I just keep reading. But, but I mean, I go back to 11.24. It says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. So, I mean, on the one hand, I, I understand you've got worries about tomorrow. I understand. But if you want to live by the scarcity principle, if you want to live with this fear that I'm not going to have enough, is, is your world getting bigger or smaller? I mean, is, is your world getting bigger or smaller? So, what, is, what does the Bible want us to do? If we believe, if we believe, I didn't read this verse, it's uh, Acts 20.35. It says, it's got it right there. It says, Jesus reminds them, it's more blessed to give than receive. If we believe that, if we believe that giving is good, if we believe that giving is good, how do we give? I mean, what, what do we have to do to get to the point where we can get past the mindset that we don't have enough for today, where we can get past the mindset we can't trust tomorrow, even though God is trustworthy with our tomorrows? How do we, how do we get past that? And, and I, I believe that there are three steps. And I believe the first step, there's just no way around it. The Bible repeats it, repeats it, and Jesus affirms it. The first step is tithing. The first step is tithing. I've not always been a tither. The first church job I got, I wrote down uh, the smallest amount, and I handed it over to the treasurer of the church. I, I said, this is, this, this is, this is my pledge. I, you know, I think it was like $150. It was the, it was the smallest. I made, I made more than that, more than, you know, that times 10 or whatever, but I, I was $150, you know, and I 
I knew it wasn't enough, but I, f- I felt good about it. And then we, and we got married, and, and we were doing more than that, but it wasn't, it wasn't 10%. And then, and, then, and then very early on, we were like, all right, the, 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 the preacher gets up or the guest speaker gets up, and, and he says, wherever you are now, if you can't get to 10% next year, you can, you can go up one, one step. You can go up one percentage point. It's the kind of stuff that, that Gary was talking about last week when he showed, you know, showed the steps. And so we started doing that. We started doing that. I don't know, the second year we were married, third year we were married, and, and, we, and we got to where we were at 10%, and we've been at 10%. Now, let me, let me clarify. This is, this is us tithing 10%, the first 10%. Uh, this is us tithing to the church, to the, to the budget of the church, right? A couple, couple few months back, my parents sold some property that had belonged to my grandparents. It was the tree farm that they had down outside of Bainbridge. And, uh, and, and my parents wrote my brother a check and, and, and I a check, and, and we got it. And we, we took 10% of that, and we gave it to send people to Belize, you know, a few months back when the church was doing that, because, because that was second giving. That's not, that's not what we were, that's not, but the first 10% is, is what we're giving to the church. It, there, there's, this, there's this amazing passage. It actually, unlike anything else in all the Bible, it's uh, Malachi 3.10. It says, bring the whole tenth part. Now, this is an English version of, of the word tithe, which is an which is a translation of a Hebrew word that literally means first tenth. Bring the whole tenth part to the storage house so that there might be food in my house. And then, now this is, this is you don't find this anywhere else in the Bible, but l- pay attention to this next line. It says, please test me in this. This is God speaking through the prophet Malachi to the people. Please test me in this. Nowhere in the Bible does God tell the people to test him. Nowhere in the Bible does the God tell the people to test him except for right here teaching on the tithe. Test me in this, says the Lord of heavenly forces. See whether I do not open all the windows of the heavens for you and empty out a blessing until there is enough. Now, why in the world would God say, test me in the tithe? Why would he do that? Except that he knows he's trustworthy. Take the ladder of your house, right? Take the ladder of your house and lean it against me. Because I won't let you down. And, and our story, our story is that years ago, but years ago we had one child before Jack was even around, years ago, and, and Julie and I, and if you want to think of the image, we, we took the first step and we took the next step. And every year we've been increasing what we've been giving. I mean, at the same time that we've been making more money, we've been increasing what we're giving, and we got to the tithe and we've been increasing it. And our family is literally leaning upon God. God says, test me in this. Why is he doing that? Because I won't let you down. This is, this is the first 
step. The second step is just as obvious, and I don't have to talk as long about it, but the, the second step is just as obvious. The thing is that we'll plan for any number of things. But we've, we're supposed to plan for generosity. This is, a, this, is, this is the way Isaiah says it. Isaiah 32, 8 in the New Living Translation. But generous people plan to do what is generous, and they stand firm in their generosity. The thing is, the thing is, and we're all guilty of this, every one of us, every one of us. How many people have a story, you don't have to tell it now, how many people have a story about planning to buy something? Anybody got a story about planning to buy something? I'll help you. I'll help you. Has anybody actually ever walked onto a car lot and bought the first thing they saw and paid exactly what the dealer said without doing a little bit of homework? Has anybody ever done that? Please do not raise your hand right now. Please do not. I got 12 people that will talk to you afterwards. If that's true for you, just come up and whisper to me and I'll direct them to you. I mean, the truth is, nobody does that. Every one of us plans for purchases. And some people go take it above and beyond. I mean, some people get fired up about purchasing. Do I need to say any more about the people you know that, like, put on face paint, right? And camo, and leave at the crack of dawn on Black Friday, right? You know what I'm talking about? I mean, those kind of people that, like, run you over in their cars or just themselves. I mean, people, we, we plan to make purchases, the Bible says that generous people plan to do what is generous. That's the second step. It's first to tithe, and then it's second to plan. And then the last step is just start now. I mean, the, 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 the thing is, it's not trusting in God to say, you know what, God? I'm going I'm to follow your plans, and I'm going to do your commandments, and I'm going to live the life you want me to after I get everything in order over here on my side of things. I mean, that's, it's, 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 not enough to, it's not enough to say, God, I'm going to trust you after I put things together in my own way. Who's that trusting? That's trusting yourself. God, God, I'll tithe as soon as I get my 401k where I want it to be. I mean, God, I'll tithe as, as soon as, I mean, and, and here's the crazy thing. This is how I'm ending. I mean, here's the crazy thing, is that less is more, giving is good, and tithing is trusting. And if you think that it sounds completely crazy that the church is telling you you should pay off your debts and tithe at the same time, if you think that sounds completely crazy, you're exactly right. Because there's no way it can be done. Living the way you've been living. And there's, there's no way it can be done using the wisdom you've been using. There's no way it can be done using the plans that have gotten you to this point. You're going to have to change. And... and I mean, if you want to look at, at, you want to look an example, come and talk to Julie and I. We are so far from perfect. We mess up all the time, but we have been trusting God, and it works. Less is more. Giving is good, and tithing is trusting.
Let's pray. Lord, we lean upon you because you can be trusted. We are blessed because you are good. Help us to model that less is more. Help us, help us to embody that giving is good. And help us to be examples that, that, that to tithe is to trust in you. Lord, move us. If not all the way, move us another step closer. Give us the courage to lean our whole house upon you. That our children might see that you are the very thing that holds us up. We pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.